Ted Rossman is a credit card senior industry analyst at Bankrate. Ted, first of all, the new sales code for gun gun transactions has everybody all riled up. Um, when in fact, many of the things that we buy have sales codes, whether we fly or we buy groceries, what makes this different? There are definitely passionate voices on both sides of this. And there's a lot that we don't know about how it's going to play out. In theory, gun control advocates say that this is a smart thing to do because it can hopefully ward off future mass shootings. You know, if there is a way that banks or card companies could flag suspicious transactions. One example they cite was the perpetrator of that awful Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando several years back. Uh, Apparently, this person bought $26,000 worth of guns and ammunition with a credit card. The theory is that in the future, maybe that sort of thing could be flagged. But then you have people on the other side saying, well, if it's a legal sale, what's the problem? And is this going to be an invasion of privacy? Is it going to be kind of a form of a gun registry, which some people don't want? Um, So there's definitely passionate voices on both sides of it. It really can't be a form of a gun registry, can it? Because these are just sales codes. The complicating factor, too, is that you don't necessarily know what the person bought. You know, one example that that some uh, gun rights advocates have talked about is, you know, what if somebody was buying a gun safe? I mean, sometimes those cost thousands of dollars and that can actually be a responsible purchase. So is that going to get flagged or how is this information going to be used? Um, You know, it kind of reminds me of years back after 9-11 when the Patriot Act went into effect and there were things like, oh, the feds can check your library records. And some people were saying, well, we don't want our library records checked. And and that's an invasion of privacy. And then other people said, no, it's fine if it, you know, prevents um, bad things from happening. Uh, The other thing, back to the credit cards and guns issue, is this is really just for standalone gun sales. If you're shopping at a store that sells other things like Walmart or Bass Pro Shops or Cabela's or something like that, it's just going to be grouped together as general merchandise. Um, So it's certainly not perfect, and there's still a lot yet to be figured out. Um, But the theory here is to at least isolate shops that only sell guns and ammunition and and try to give them their own code. Uh, Someone just sent a text, and they, they have reached out a few times, or people like this have said that Capital One uses sales codes to block lottery ticket sales. So do you anticipate that there might be some of these credit card companies who will block the sales of firearms based on these sales codes? It is possible. And, you know, one of the fears also is lawsuits. You know, that's something that has started to become more of a thing where, um, you know, in some cases after shootings, um, gun companies have been sued. Um, There are some that feel that maybe this would open financial companies up to lawsuits if they allow a transaction to go through and then somebody does something bad with the guns. Um, So there's still a lot to be figured out, but it is possible. And um, this listener is right. I mean, that does happen with other things like lottery tickets. uh, Sports betting is catching on throughout the country. Uh, A lot of credit card companies block that. Uh, Sometimes there's a worry, too, about chargebacks or people aren't going to make good on the purchase. You know, if you you lose a bunch of money gambling and you don't pay the card company back. So there's kind of a risk management thing that that plays out with other things, too, Um, adult entertainment and, um, you know, marijuana, other things that even if it's legal, um, card companies don't always want to support those transactions. 
Ted Rossman is a credit card senior industry analyst at Bankrate. Now on to the risks of buy now and pay later. These apps are popping up everywhere, and it's not always with an app. It just seems to be something that we're being pitched because, of course, everyone's feeling the pinch of inflation. Yeah, so we're talking about companies like Affirm, Afterpay, Klarna, Uh, PayPal has a version of this. Apple has a version called Apple Pay Later. Buy Now, Pay Later has become a $100 billion industry, and it's growing rapidly. Some people love it. You know, the most common flavor is four interest-free payments over six weeks. It spreads out your cash flow. It also gives you light at the end of the tunnel. Some people are scared of open-ended credit card debt, and rightfully so. The average interest rate is 18%. I would argue, though, that buy now, pay later is debt also, even if it feels maybe more responsible or in many cases is shorter term. My advice would be tread carefully. Just know what you're getting into. Uh, Sometimes people use this as a tool to impulse buy or overspend. Uh, It may only sound like 50 bucks here and 50 bucks there, but it can add up over time. And and often if you don't pay off or you cannot pay those four payments when they're due, then the interest rates get tacked on. It no longer it no longer becomes zero interest. There could be late fees. There could be penalties to your credit score. Uh, this is another new area where the credit bureaus are just starting to figure out how to get this information on there. So far, a lot of people have been surprised how low the default rates have been. Now, some of that speaks to the overall trend, which um, the past few years delinquencies across the board have been down. Um, One of the biggest deterrents to paying late seems to be that they won't let you make more purchases. It's kind of an interesting like carrot or the stick kind of thing. A lot of people love these plans, consumers and retailers, and it's been growing rapidly, um, but we may be nearing an inflection point here with higher interest rates, worries about a potential recession. Wall Street has soured on this whole concept. Consumers still love it, but Wall Street's worried about delinquencies, defaults, cost of funds. Uh, A lot of these are new, young companies that haven't really been fully recession tested yet. Thank you so much for joining us. I always love your input on this. It is Ted Rossman, credit card senior industry analyst at Bankrate. Hey, coming up after three o'clock, we'll check in with Joe Schweiderman. He is a transportation professor at DePaul University. It seems like there are more and more of these deadly wrong way uh, crashes Is it happening more often? Is there something that can be done about it? And then we'll talk to um, the vice president for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. There's a walk coming up that you should participate in. All that coming up next on 720 WGN after Steve's newscast from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We're Chicago's very own. 